Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Keenon. As one of my great admirers says, the show uh, done for assholes. Uh, I'm called <laughs> me the leading asshole. I may be right, may not. And we're doing a show today as it happens on assholes. Last week, I was at a party in Berkeley, which is supposed to be an open minded, tolerant place. And I got into an asshole conversation. Never quite know what the word means. Uh, stupid, annoying, or detestable person, according to Merriam-Webster. And Colin suggests that um, uh, if one person calls another person an arsehole, they think that the person is extremely stupid or has behaved in a stupid way. Um, as it happened, I wandered into a conversation with a guy I didn't know about Mike Pence. I'm not a have to admit a great fan of Mike Pence, but uh, the person I met at this event in Berkeley suggested that Pence was an asshole. And I have to admit that I took him on and I suggested I don't like Pence, but he's anything but an asshole. What I didn't realize when I got involved with this conversation with this stranger, that I was actually talking to one of the world's leading psychoproctologists, an authority on assholes, and a man who actually has a book out called What's Up With Assholes? How to Spot and Stop Them Without Becoming One. I'm thrilled that Jeremy Sherman, who's another Berkeley guy, is um, uh, on the show as our guest. Um, anything but an asshole. Jeremy, oh. let's go back to uh, Mike <laughs> Pence, because uh, this word asshole, of course, means so many different things to different people. Remind me of why, in your mind, Pence is an asshole. Actually, I have to I have to clarify a few things right up front. I'm not an authority on assholes. I don't think one can be. We've well, written authority. a book about it, so you know. Please, more will than you that. listen for a second while I tell you what I am? Can I do that? Yep. Okay. I am a specialist on them. It's an important distinction, and I actually chose the name psychoproctologist, which is a light name for a serious subject because there's nothing more dangerous in this world than someone claiming to be the objective authority on who's an asshole. So I want to clarify that. Now, if you want to get into why- Sorry, Mike, Just to come back to this, so you're not an authority or you are an authority? I'm not an authority. I don't think you, in fact, I, I think that claiming authority is one of the key signature features of assholery, that is pulling rank um, in that way, which is something that Mike Pence does um, with his, uh, his allegiance to uh, his imaginary friend, God. So this is a very common form that this kind of behavior takes. And also I have to distinguish between asshole behavior and outright assholes. But one thing that people are fond of doing and have been doing for a long time is uh, humbling themselves before a lord in the sky and then lording it over other people as though they somehow represent authority. So, and I would say that Mike Pence qualifies for that. Now, a lot of my book is on well, trying okay, so to find I, so a I, more objective definition right, for but let, Let's just come back to this issue of Pence. And are you suggesting that all religious people are assholes or just people who... Uh, you asked me that question and I, my answer is no, certainly not. But it is one of the ways you can be a leftist asshole, a right wing asshole, 
you can be an asshole for nothing other than no cause greater than cause you say so. It has nothing to what to do with what you claim to be he, believe. It's that become that that pretense of absolute authority that becomes incorrigible, literally uncorrectable, and in that respect, non-adaptive. And that's my definition. But I dedicate the book to future psychoproctologists who will do a better job than I do. I spend much of the book trying to def trying to come up with a more objective definition for the term asshole. Um, and uh, I consider that to be a fruitful exercise in futility. That is, I do not think we could ever come up with an objective definition, but I think we should do better than we have so far. So it's a sort of a skeptical a, guide to ourselves. It, it's a curious guide. See, half of my work is in origins of life and uh, trying to understand what effort is, what struggling for existence is from the chemical origins of life. And so I, and one of the things that in this work we do, um, we notice what a radical difference it makes to have language, which makes us capable of imagining anything and idealizing anything. And so one of the standard features of having language would be a tendency to idealize one's own authority. And so I, I'm at great pains to avoid that in the book. I am a fallibilist, which means that no matter how confident I am in a bet, I remain still more confident that it is a best. So uh, again, I'm trying to come to a, a definition because you wrote the book on it. Um, yeah. What you're suggesting then is that certainty and and, and and trying to impose your own certainty of one kind or another on someone else, that's what being an asshole is. I wouldn't I wouldn't describe it that way. I would I would describe it more by a behavior that one can easily engage in where one by one plays God. An atheist can play God. What one is using to do that. So I, I replace the word asshole after this this attempt at a careful explanation of what they're doing is Trump bot. So it's a small t lower case t. It's not Donald Trump. Though he is, I would say, a classic. He's a quintessential Trump bot. But you can be a leftist Trump bot. What the, what's interesting it about the a leftist Trump, Trump bot? Well, the, the interesting thing about the term Trump is it means both fake, as in Trump the LA, or Trumped up, and beats all. So my definition of what they're doing is robotically playing fake Trump cards. And I think that's I think that's the issue. It's not about whether you assert yourself. I'm I'm a I'm a very assertive person. I am trying to convince people of my ideas. You are too. We all do that. I'm all for that. It's just when someone is simply using wild cards. Basically, they offer themselves a wild card, trump card. They can do anything, and whatever they do trumps everything else they could have possibly done. So, so two questions here. Firstly, you, you mentioned. Um examples of a, a left-wing progressive arsehole. Do you have any examples? Well, yeah, I lived for seven years on the world's largest hippie commune. Uh, yes, I do have examples. But if you're looking for a world-size one, you could easily pick a Stalin or a Mao or a Venezuelan dictator. Um, that is, I don't think it has anything to do with what they claim to believe. It's all about the strut. It's the strut of absolute authority. That trumps all. That's my concern. So I'm not interested. One of the, one of the things we, you and I got into at the party. Um, I, I don't think you can tell who's an asshole by their style of of communication. Trump's is a is a very gentle asshole. 
but he's still out. Am I athlete. one? Well, my assumption is that anybody who asks the question whether they're an asshole isn't probably one. Um, there are there is an alternative to that, which is to say I'm a proud asshole. When you get that from from assholes, assholes tend to do two things. Uh, they alternate between playing prude and punk. But I would guess that no. I mean, I, I, first of all, I don't know you, and not only that, I'm not an authority on who's an asshole. I'm just a specialist. Yeah, well, but you're trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. It's interesting with Trump because. Even people who, are not, who aren't crazy about him seem to acknowledge that he wasn't always an ass. In in your definition, wasn't always an ass. he never took himself quite as seriously as he does now. He was always playing the role. Is the trouble with say Trump that he believes in himself? He can be a jerk as long as he doesn't take himself too seriously. I think there's. I I think that assholes tend to um, alternate between prude and punk, um, between moralist and cynic. So they will shame you for not living up to their moral standards and laugh at you about care, for caring about moral standards. Um, a question often comes up is whether they're dumb or dumb like a fox. Um, and I, in a way, think that's not actually, uh, I mean, I've certainly paid a lot of attention to that question, but I don't think that's actually what's going on here. It's, it's closer to a kind of animal braying. It's like asking whether an alpha male uh, lion intends to get to the top of, you know believes that he deserves to get to the top it's not at that level it's 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 more like using words to sound as though you're heroic no matter what you do and it has little to do with the content of the words and we see that in in trump all the time so yes he will alternate between saying i'm just kidding and i'm dead serious but they all do that that's one of the standard moves they make and there's also a, a kind of circularity to it. No deed too dirty for a saint like me is kind of the uh, unspoken motto for these people. That is because they're so because they're so worthy, so good, so virtuous, they should be able to cheat. And since cheating usually beats or the alternative, that they end up winning often. And when they win, they say that proves that I'm worthy. I wonder, you know, when I listen to you, it seems to me as if America was founded by ourselves, particularly uh, the, uh, the the New England part of, side of the the American founding families that that they they showed up on this continent as ourselves, both in their self conception and in their attitude to the the natives that they came across. Is there any truth to that? Do you think? Well, yeah, though we, it touches on an important. Uh, topic, which is what's the difference between asshole behavior and an outright asshole? And it's a complicated issue for me. I mean, that's one I still struggle with. Um, because I think we all engage in asshole behavior in a pinch. As we all engage in lying and hypocrisy, this is just standard human behavior. We might want to deny it. Those people who say they never lie are lying as they say that, from my perspective. That's my opinion about it. Um, but so if everybody lies some, what distinguishes an outright liar? If everyone engages in some asshole behavior, what distinguishes an outright asshole? And I get some hint at how to think about that uh, from the original quote, which was power tends to corrupt. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. So power tends to means that sometimes power, power is a dangerous thing. And being an asshole behavior, it tends to corrupt. It doesn't always corrupt. Um, but an outright asshole is someone who basically moves towards asshole solutions to all their problems. One way I think about it is that 
we all engage in confirmation bias, that is a, a self-affirmation, you could say. Um, and we all, decent people manage it because they know it's a problem they have to manage. Assholes treat confirmation bias as the solution to all of their problems. It's interesting. Well, after our conversation, I have to admit, I've never really given a lot of thought to ourselves one kind or another. Um, and after our conversation, it occurred to me that there are a lot of books on yes. assholes. Uh, oh. In addition to yours, um, uh, a field guide. Uh, exactly. Theory. And some of them are really popular, like uh, Aaron James's book from 2014. Totally. It was a breakthrough. Yeah. I mean, it got almost a thousand reviews. And uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Sutton's book, The No Asshole Rule, exactly. yeah, and almost uh, has even more reviews. What is it about assholes, uh, or at least making sense of them? What, what? Why are we so intrigued by it? Why do we read books, write books on it? What? What, what is it about uh, our age that 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 makes us vulnerable and interested in in the theory of assholes? Well, uh, I'll, I'll speak to our age in a minute, but I first want to suggest why I'm so fascinated by it. Uh, when you think about uh, my basic assumption that is in a free adaptive society, you don't get to tell people how they have to live. You don't get to say everybody uh, live, a you know, follow, take, the, take the straight and narrow line. But you still have to put a leash on assholes somehow or else it won't remain a free adaptive society. So, um, so it's long been an interest of mine. Here's another angle at it. The law is primarily about what are the boundaries. You can do whatever you want, just don't cross these lines in a, in a, in a democracy or a liberal society like ours. Okay? But the law covers only criminal behavior. It doesn't cover the stuff that we rely on social norms to cover. Social norms are this should prevent the kind of behavior that is out of bounds. My sense is live any way you like, just don't cross this boundary. Now, we happen to live in a, in a culture, there's an interesting book um, by a linguist out of Berkeley, uh, on how the word asshole came to become uh, so current. It's one of the more popular words in folk psychology these days. Who is that, by the way? Um, I'd have to look up his name. He died two years ago. It was a wonderful book. Um, I uh, I think it's called the A word. I can I'll look it up. It's, okay. Uh, wow, yeah. it's an interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't spend much time. To, he's he's basically doing uh, cultural analysis of why the word got so popular. I think it's especially popular right now, because in this country we happen to be going through an asshole epidemic. You could say that it's a cult. I would I would describe it as a cult. In fact, by my definition, you don't have to agree with it. Uh, cult is plural for asshole. So I think we're going through a cult epidemic. And what often happens with cult folks, of the asshole, that sounds like a good title of a book. Well, yeah. So I'm saying something different. I'm, that would be like saying, uh, a, well, it's like a gaggle of geese, I suppose, in some way. It's a little like that. Cult of assholes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, cult of the but, but what, but I, I want to point out is that often you'll get cults and counter cults. So, for example, the communist cult in some ways spawned the libertarian cult. From my perspective, but or I, I the whether, Catholic cult uh, spawned the Protestant cult. Yeah, I wonder so, whether we have a cult of the asshole, or what you want to call it, because of an absence of authority. Because, I mean, what's the difference between your definition or your sense of an asshole and an authoritative father, a teacher, a priest, a politician, people we used to look up to? There's a 
amongst many people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say that nostalgia for authority. So, what's the difference between an authority and an arsehole? Well, it, uh, I'll come at that two ways. First of all, is that uh, an authority isn't necessarily incorrigible. That is, there is some receptivity left in many authorities. Another is this: if 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 someone is my superior at work, it's totally fine with me if they say we're doing it this way, and I will follow that. If someone speaks as though they are the absolute authority on what works and doesn't work in the world, that would be going another step. Now, I could easily tolerate that if I was a subordinate and I needed that job. But if someone said we're doing it this way, that's one thing. If someone is saying this way is the only way that work, no other way will work. I know that for sure. Absolutely nothing could ever persuade me otherwise. That's a little closer to the asshole side of the spectrum. Have you uh, have you got any kids? I got three. I mean, I wonder, the more I listen to you, I wonder, Jeremy, whether I've got two, whether a good parent sometimes has to be a little bit of an asshole. Well, that is exact. I, so I, I rarely talk about this. So I have my firstborn son, um, uh, is the inspiration for a lot of my work. I only hear from the family only hears from him in the form of death threats at this point. Um, and he was really confusing to me. In fact, I've got my PhD in decision theory based on something I realized when I was dealing with him. So he was someone born with one of these unfortunate disorders that doesn't breed sympathy. He, he seemed born with a lot of asshole tendencies. Um, uh, not, they didn't show up right away, but they showed up quite early on and they were a problem throughout. Now here, as a father, my challenge was, I am to love my child unconditionally. That is my firstborn son. I also am responsible for making sure, doing my best to make sure he doesn't grow up to be an asshole. Okay, that put me in a bind. And for years, I just ruminated trying to figure out what I could do. I tried all sorts of things. And at some point, I realized that I was stuck on a fundamental dimension, which was if he couldn't change, if he was handicapped or disabled, I have to accommodate him. And if he is indulgent, then I have to push him. Well, it's hard to push and indulge and, indul and accommodate at the same time. So, and that, that in, as he grew older, I realized there was a third option, which is that he's just from a different, he marches to a different drummer, in which case um, I should gain distance from him. And that's ultimately what happened. But all I ever get from him anymore is death threats. Um, and, and yes, yeah, so... I, so I got very interested and I was sobered in a way that you might appreciate. Before that, I lived on the world's largest hippie commune. I was an elected elder there. I was all into love and kindness and the assumption that everybody is an educatable unit. If you just show them the way to love, peace and harmony, they'll come round. And so this child of mine was kind of a cosmic wedgie. But you've sort of sidestepped the question. Do you think if you'd been a little bit more of an <laughs> asshole with him, he might have grown up? Less of an asshole? Well, uh, I didn't side to step the question. And yes, I, I definitely employed that as well. So this is one of the gambles. I don't know how you're doing with your kids, but I find it a little challenging well, to figure out what's supposed, what the best strategy is with your kid, given their temperament. Now, my third born had a, was born with a moral compass that worked perfectly. I didn't have to, hardly had a razor. We've been friends, easy friends for just decades. So it depends on who you get as your child. But in this case, yes, I, I 
I did plenty of, uh, I mean, I, I had police come in the middle of the night and remove him from the house and send him to a treatment center when I found a loaded gun under his bed. So yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I tried all manner of things, but consistency. That is, I tried all things, all sorts of things. And I remained, I remained unclear about what was the case, whether he couldn't change, wouldn't change, or shouldn't change. And at this point, uh, I simply say he didn't change. How do we deal with ourselves in our daily lives? You talk in, in the description of your book about humbly humbling people, but it's hard to humble an asshole. I mean, when you think of someone like Donald Trump, I certainly think he is an asshole, a classic one. Um, it, it's impossible to humble him. He is beyond or post-humble. He's not capable of humility. So, so how do you humbly humble souls, or is that the wrong way of thinking of it? How no, I, th I think I think that uh, I have two suggestions. But first, I want to simply declare that that question, I think, is the make or break question for humankind. If we don't get better at humbly humbling people who are absolutely uh, addicted to God playing, a guy like Trump, we won't make it because these people do rise to power. We have to get more inoculated against letting those people get into power. Here are my two suggestions for how you deal with it. The first one comes down to, I suppose it's kind of a couplet. Uh, don't debate them. They're just, uh, they're just masturbating to you taking the bait. Call them on that instead. So I never engage in debate with these guys as though they believe anything. I simply try to expose over and over that they are Trumpotic. That is, they will say or do anything to feel heroic. Does it work? No, I wouldn't say it works perfectly or at all. In general, they'll walk away and dismiss you as uh, as uh, inferior to them and claim heroism again, because that's what they do. No matter where you go, they'll, they'll top you. That's the thing. And they'll top you with a meaningless speech, braying, it's an animal sound. But the other thing I do is I overcome a kind of vulnerability that a lot of us have. They will try to shame you. They will moralize you. They will moralize at you. They don't mean what they're talking about. They certainly don't live by it. But they will do that. And we tend, anybody who is not an asshole, will tend to worry about whether they're right about us. So they might say, uh, you're uncaring. They don't, they're, not, they're not paying any attention. It's the same as saying you're woke. They're not paying any attention to what the word means. They just know it sounds bad. And so they simply label anybody who gets in their way as something negative. That's it's a kind of almost again, it's a braying sound. But if you you I think it's important to recognize that you don't want to be a caring person. You I I often say I don't want to be caring. I'm trying to care about the right things, not the wrong things. If they say I'm a name caller, I say uh, yeah, of course I am. So are you. Everybody, you just called me a name caller. It's name calling. I'm not trying to be a name caller or avoid being a name caller. I'm trying to name call in the right places, not the wrong places. Uh, so there's a way in which one can get less receptive to moral guidance from assholes. So and I how would you do that? Let's go back way. to our friend, Mor um, not moral, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Moral Pence. Pence is an asshole. If he'd have been at that party, what would you have done to humbly humble him? I would have tried to expose that he's just a one-trick phony. He's got this one trick, which is playing high-minded with his earnest Pence brows, and I would have, and I, and he would try to change the subject of things to his talking points. How do you know? You haven't met the guy yet. 
I'm a fallibilist. I'll make an assertion like that. That's my guess from having watched lots of his behavior and the behavior of these kinds of people. If you want to, if you want to point out that I don't know things for certain, my friend, I'm right with you. I don't. I could be wrong about all of this. Okay. All right. So how do I know? Let's just say I guess that what he would do would be to trumpet with high-mindedness, and he would speak gently but with great authority, as though he represents virtue. I had, I had this exact conversation the other day with someone. I mean, it was exactly like what I expected. Pence. I mean, going to Berkeley, you bump into all sorts of Mike Pences all the time at parties, in the grocery store. Exactly. I was kind of surprised by how few there were at the party. I mean, is it possible to be a moralist um, and be consistent and not hypocritical? In other words, can one be a moralist and not be an arsehole? Of course. There's a huge difference between being moral or a moralist, as you say, and moralizing. Just as there's a difference between being rational and rationalizing. The second implies a fabrication, a contrivance, a confection. And to do that confection, you actually need to sacrifice the meaning of your words. To moralize, you're not actually paying attention to what's moral. There's no consistency in in an asshole's moralizing. They just pull out of their butt whatever moral rule helps them in the moment. That's all. But but then you're just saying that they're opportunists. There's no... There's no core to their beliefs. I mean, to be fair to Trump, uh, not Trump, uh, Pence, I mean, he's self-described Christian and he believes in the, the moral truths of the That's Bible. A lifestyle brand. He doesn't live by it. And the other thing is, if you take if you take any sacred text... How, how doesn't he live with it? If you, if, uh, I don't know if you know much about the history of the last five years, but if you look at his behavior and what he tolerated and endorsed, I would say from my perspective, he's not walking the Christian talk at all. But I will also grant you, I'll, I'll say this about the Christian talk or any sacred text. They're touted as though they are the one straight ahead path to virtue. Um, I, I, I end up dealing with a lot of theologians and it's, that's, the, that's, the, uh, that's how they're sold. What they actually are is a catalog of rational rationalizations for any behavior. And you don't have to look at the text to see it. You simply look at how those texts have been employed over history to justify all manner of things. And that would be the ideal for a Trump bot. That is, you want something that gives you the Trump card. A, a sacred text does that. But you'd want the wild card flexibility to be able to generate any behavior you want and justify it from that text. The law is different from that. Right. The law Jeremy, has to be more consistent. We've, we've exclusively talked about men, Mike Pence, Donald Trump. Oh, I mean, uh, it's got nothing to do with gender. Martin, you mentioned Mao Zedong. Is there something peculiarly male about being an asshole, or, or are women capable of it as well? Oh, totally. No, I'm, I, I study intimidation, which would be the, fee, the more feminine form of being an uh, an asshole, and I would say Mike Pence is a is a perfect example of that. It's not even gendered, but you'll tend to find more of that kind of moralizing um, from from women. It, but but you get all sorts of crossover. All I'm saying at heart is it's much easier to play God than be human if you can get away with it. And I'm trying to figure out how to prevent people from getting away with it, which means I have to pay a lot of attention to careful diagnosis. Um, uh, how you respond to them, how you treat assholery, and also how you prevent it. 
because there is a, it would be a natural tendency for anyone in any path of life. There are detours, easy detours to assholery. It doesn't have anything to do with, with what path you're on. And so, yeah, there are there are women. Like I said, I'm an atheist, so I so I end up I end up knowing some atheist assholes. Uh, all I'm talking about is that that posture of fake infallibility, and I think that's a problem for humans. So, what does a psychoproctologist do when you meet someone? You can't ask them to pull their pants down and look at their behind. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't even be tempted. Uh, but do you think that there's a sort of a, a, a biological connection between the brain and uh, the, the behind area? Are they somehow connecting? Remember, I don't like the word asshole. I just have to use it because that's what everybody calls them these days. Um, no, it has nothing to do with uh, behind. I mean, I can think of reasons why the term became um, the term of art in folk psychology for assholes. But I, um, I mean, there, there, there are ways that it's metaphoric, but mostly I think it's just uh, vituperation. That is, you look for the ugliest word you can possibly spit at these people, and it's not an accurate description, nor is narcissist. One of the ironies about narcissists is you can't get them to look at themselves. It's, that's a funny thing. Psychopath does, we tend to correlate with that with biological origins. I don't think that asshole, I think of asshole as a broader category that doesn't have a technical clinical term yet. The closest we have is dark triad personality, but that's more like a description. Uh, it's not an explanation for how people end up that way. All of those terms are merely descriptive and they're mostly descriptive of how we perceive them. A narcissist seems full of themselves. So I'm much more interested in what's actually up with them. What's going on inside them? What would be the temptation to be that? Um, how, how do they fall into it? That kind of thing. Are they happier? Do you think, do you think that being an asshole is in a way in our chaotic world, particularly in America, is it one strategy simply to be happy? It seems to me as if they're, by eliminating any self-doubt, about themselves or people around them, they yeah. actually cheer themselves up. Is one reason why we have in it maybe an epidemic of arsenary in today's world is because people want to be happy or they're naturally miserable? Self-doubt. I wrote a whole book on it called Negotiate With Yourself and Win. Um, uh, I, I pay a lot of attention to doubt and doubt management. I th and though I could take a tax write-off for any work I do on doubt or any doubts I have, I hate doubt. And if you get enough doubt, you end up with self-doubt. It's one of the most uncomfortable feelings for human beings. So yes, the alleviation of doubt would be one of the most fundamental attractions of being an asshole. And, and from early on in Western philosophy, we had this sense that they are not really happy, that it, which to me is a myth like crime doesn't pay. Um, no, crime pays beautifully if you can get away with it. So it's being an asshole. If you can get away with it, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So there's a way in which we kind of hope that something is nagging at them. But I think what's really impressed us in recent years is uh, how easy it is to free oneself from conscience. How easy it is, especially if you've got neighbors who have also freed themselves from conscience, and you get to fly free as long as it lasts. I mean, it, it, we would hope that it would undermine them ultimately, but it doesn't necessarily. You know, Stalin died a, a fairly natural death, you know. One, one argument is if there, if there were a God, heaven and hell would be the least he could do to, to address the injustice 
of good people succeeding, uh, good people failing and, and bad people. So, so Jeremy, finally, um, yes. in this book, you claim not to be an expert, but that's by definition. You certainly have given it more thought than other people on, on what it, it involves being an asshole. No one really wants to be one, probably even Donald Trump. Um, for people watching or listening who wonder whether or not they are one, is there a, a simple test? What's the best way to make sure you're not one? Well, notice that wondering if you're an asshole. So I, I don't quite buy that people don't want, that Donald Trump doesn't want to be an asshole. I think it's working perfectly fine for him. And that's one of the reasons why it's robotic. He certainly would prefer it to any other alternatives. But again, if you wonder, if you doubt whether you're a decent person, then it's very unlikely you're an asshole because assholes don't doubt that. They are, they are perfectly comfortable. The whole point is to get rid of doubt. But if you're interested in studying more of this because you're trying to figure out how to deal with assholes or um, uh, you're, just, you, you're interested in the potential problems that we're having in the world because of them, or you want to try to figure out how to humbly humble them, I would recommend uh, going to my YouTube, uh, my YouTube page, which is three, three subscribers short of a thousand, which I need yeah, to. We even, have a, um, we even have a page on that. So go to yeah. uh, Jeremy's. No, uh, yeah, it's, it's that page. So, and, and as of this morning, it's called Understanding Us. It covers more, uh, it covers a, a wider range. My, I consider my work to be cradle to grave, from the origins of life to our grave situation. So I'm covering actually origins of life research, which I've been doing for 25 years with the Berkeley biologist. But, but it's all designed to be too short to suck and very intuitive and very informal and funny. So I would ask you to uh, give me this Mother's Day present of, of subscribing there if you get a chance.